You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Great people, great food, and tasty drinks. Visit them at 779 Bank Street and make sure you tell them that Locked On Senators sent you. I'm Ross Levitan. With me as always, Brandon Piller, and we are wrapping up a 5-3 victory for the Ottawa Senators, a game where they outshot the Arizona Coyotes 47-29, to but it took an empty netter to win by more than one goal. Pilsy, your immediate reaction following the win. My immediate reaction is, look, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm disappointed by a win. I mean, the Ottawa Senators are in a scenario where they got to take any two points they can get any way they can get them. However, that was kind of an underwhelming win for the Sens over the Arizona Coyotes, especially when you consider their top point scorer, Clayton Keller, point-per-game guy. He only plays four minutes, then he's out of this game. You had a five-minute major power play. You had basically a two-minute five-on-three. All four of the goals scored on Vimelka were kind of just tip-in jammed plays at the front of the net. The Ottawa Senators outshoot them like crazy, yet somehow this Arizona team is still in the game in the dying seconds uh, of it before Zub finishes it here. Like, it's a win for sure, but I was expecting a lot more in this one, Ross. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't think the shot clock was too indicative of the scoring chances, or at least in the first period, sure, Ottawa gets out to a 2 nothing lead, the second one coming on a power play. But when you consider the major penalty that we'll get into in just a second – and then adding on top of it, the failed review, you wish you had a bit yeah. been able to add to the lead and really kind of beat the opponent when they're down. I felt they let Arizona get back into the game. And even though the shot clock felt lopsided throughout, from Genther's goal on, this was just kind of a back-and-forth hockey game and a couple, couple leaky ones, too, on Anton Forsberg. I think he'd want to have back. I mean, not the Genther goal, that's for sure. That was an absolute laser bar down. But uh, the Barrett-Hayton one backhand, ugh, you don't uh, you don't want to see that. No, that one was tough to bring it to a 4-3 game. But the big story in this one is Mark Kastelik gets the game-winning goal, his fourth of the season, and first in Arizona, his hometown. He was once a Phoenix Junior Coyote. Just one of those where... It almost feels there's a higher power out there with the storylines that just create themselves. It's Mark Kastlick's first goal in 10 games. It's on the road. It's the lack of five-on-five scoring. But what a feed from Jake Sanderson to get that right on his tape. Walk me through what you saw on Casty's fourth of the year. Well, I mean, Casty, he he walked so that Austin Matthews could run uh, in the Arizona hockey world here. But uh, yeah, that, that's a nice play by Casty, and you got to respect it because he's a guy that he puts in the work, and I thought he's been playing really great lately. And the Sens force a turnover, and Casty, he just battles in front of the net and stick on the ice, kids. He's got to stick on the ice. And he taps at home. So you'll love to see that, especially with his parents in attendance as uh, they were pretty fired up for that one. We just put out the poll. Who gets the goggles from Travis Hamannick? Remember, Hamannick did say that this is a bit of a rivalry between the defenseman and forward. So could he hand it to his partner, Jake Sanderson, who had a heck of a game? The shot block in the third period was outstanding effort and teammate 
that's the kind of thing that goes a long way for a rookie in the locker room. How about two assists on the night as well? I thought he played fantastic. Of course, Mark Kastlik is an option as well, as are Artem Zub, who scored the empty netter from Glendale. I said, Pilsy, like that one? Because obviously the rink isn't so far out anymore. And then our fourth option is Alex Dabrinkit. I thought that top six was intriguing. How they played at five on five is we had lots of contributions there uh, to bring it with a goal and an assist playing over 20 minutes on the night. But Pilsy, let's walk through this game as we do chronologically. Arizona born Brady Kachuk. We're not giving him hometown status here. We'll call that St. Louis, <laughs> but he gets his 15th goal of the season assisted to bring How'd you see the opening goal play out? I mean, that's just good uh, good puck movement by that line. Like, Brady had it. He kind of stopped up. He waited for support. He feeds Timmy. And Timmy bobbles it there. But the loose puck goes right to Dabrinkit. Dabrinkit doesn't waste any time. Quick shot on net. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't go in, but Brady's right on that loose puck. It's a bouncing one. He swats it in. And just like Mark Kaslick, that's right in Brady's office. He's going to get one of those uh, every once in a while. And... Hopefully, you guys were following along with our favorite Brady over 3.5 shots bet because, once again, cha-ching. It hits. So does the over in the game that we said this morning, Pilsy. 5-3, the final score, but it was Derek Broussard who made it 2-0 on a goal that was challenged. I don't know why. I had actually forgotten that you lose um, or that you take a penalty if you get a failed challenge because I don't know if the Sens have lost a challenge all year. They might have the best video team in the league. I think they might have lost one or maybe two, but only on goaltender interference. Right. But the that side's been on point. That was the challenge for this one, but did you think at any point that that was going to come back? Not really. I mean, I, I think uh, Vamelka and the Yotes were a little sensitive about uh, him being touched there, especially that Kelly penalty. Uh, but before I get into that, we got to shout out Eric or Eric's wife. Never sure which one it is. Either way, thank you for the Eric family $5 donation. Meow. Extend Alex to bring it. I'm on that too, Eric. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just thought they were being super sensitive about it. And I think what happened there is it's not so much that Brass like pushed his pad in to make it go in. Vimelka had his skate pressed up against the puck, pressed up against the post. And then when he moved, the skate moved and the puck wedged out. Maybe Brass's stick was there, but I didn't think it was such a egregious kind of jam away that they should have been that upset about it. No, I, I agree with you on, on that play. And, and also, I think it was J.J. Moser's stick, the defenseman who pushed... Uh, Broussard, or sorry, yeah, Broussard into the goalie. His stick kind of came around and jammed. That's why his helmet flew off. Yeah. It was the stick. So anyways, it counts. But the reason why Ottawa was on the power play, what a greasy cross check from Clayton Keller. I, that, that was a bit out of character for him. Just after a whistle, kind of a scrum. You expect like a pushback there, maybe a little glove to, to the sternum, something like that. But a two-hand cross check right up on the jaw of Eric Branstrom. Credit to the officials for actually giving him the major penalty in the game misconduct. Yeah, that was the right call for sure. You know what I think happened there, Ross, is he just didn't realize Branny was five foot nothing. And uh, he's like, I'll just do a standard cross check. Oops, that's right in the jawline of uh, poor Eric Branson, who I actually thought had a really good game. Uh, <laughs> again, like Eric Branson carrying the puck up ice and a clean zone entry and then just a wrister from far. If, if that could 
translate into any sort of offense. This guy would be killing it this year. He has about two or three of those nice zone entries and long shots a game, but he doesn't generate anything off of them. But still, a nice job getting a face-off in the O-zone. That'll that'll bump up your salary uh, a couple grand here for Branny. Yeah, and you know what? Clayton Keller, you just made the list. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad, bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. Yeah, the irony is I'm pretty sure Brady and Keller are boys. I think they're they're buddies. Yeah, a couple BU guys, one draft yeah. part. I don't know if they're team I don't think they were teammates at BU, were they? Were they at the development program? That would be yeah, my guess. I don't think the same time. I think Clayton Keller's uh Matthew Kachuk's age, but that's neither here nor uh, okay. uh, there. Yeah, he is Matthew's age. Oh, so that's how he knows him then. Yeah. Maybe that's the connection. But uh Anyways, that was greasy, but I think five in a game is enough. I don't think he gets a suspension for that. Do you? No, no. no. Five in a game was the perfect call, in my opinion. Especially that early in the game, right? Yeah, I didn't walk. I ran to betonline.ag, Ross, to get some live bets in there. Because the Arizona Coyotes go 11-7. They do the old Guy Boucher, (laughs) and they were down to 10 forwards after Keller only played four minutes. So Ottawa really did have an advantage in – the ice was tilted, even though the score was what it was. Um, after the first period, certainly it was. 2 nothing for the Ottawa Senators. And then Dylan Genther scores his second goal of the season against Ottawa, I should say. Fourth on the season, second against Ottawa. Laser. Not much you're going to do there. It's uh, Genther's first point since returning from the World Juniors. And this was an interesting sequence because the goal goes in. Then Batherson misses a two-on-one keep twice tonight. He was in tight all alone and went high over the net. Then it comes back down the other way, and Forsberg makes two unbelievable saves, especially, do you remember the one on Hayton where he's going right to left that gets the blocker out there? Huge. Yeah, that was massive. Then the play goes back into Arizona's zone, and Debrinkit finishes off a great play where Thomas Shabbat recognized a bad change for the Coyotes, sick two-line pass, Brady to the brinket, and then Cat just stays determined out front, back door. Similar area to Derek Broussard's goal, where he was just kind of jamming away from the side of the net. Yeah, a bit of a greasy goal, but uh, but I'll take it. And Ross, we got to shout out our guy, Steve G. Yeah, great point here, Steve. If you missed LOSP today on YouTube... That was a great interview with Troy Mann uh, from Belleville. We'll get, we can get into that a little after we're done talking about this game, but appreciate that, Steve G, and definitely check out that interview. That was an absolute blast. But, uh, yeah, great job by the Sens bouncing back there because I was a little nervous that uh, the Mullet Arena trap game, uh, Arizona kind of way that they've been working that this year was going to hit the Sens here, but luckily they were able to hold that off. It wasn't easy, though. After making it 3-1 to end the second period, Arizona scored first in the third loss in Krause from Nick Bukeskad and, yeah, Dylan Genther again. Now, this was kind of a wide-open backdoor play. Bukestad beats Shabbat off the wall. Zub leaves to challenge the puck carrier. He's in a tough spot there, and it was just good puck protection. Bukestad's like 6'6", long reach, able to puck possess it far enough away and slide it over. Easy finish for Lawson Krause. Um, did you... Notice Stutzel on that play committing to the hit on Genther. Look good with with the the truck stick, basically. But I don't know if that's the right long term play. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Timmy's doing that to try to kind of create chaos there, and that's a guy where he's lining up Dylan Genther, and he's like, I I can knock this kid down. So I don't hate the play, but also. 
maybe just get a good uh, stick check on that one next time, Timmy. Yeah, I think so. It was too close for comfort, especially we kind of mentioned it, that that 4-3 goal. I mean, we already talked about Mark Kassik's goal, right? He doubled the lead back up, made it 4-2. Nice play out front. Great pass from um, Jake Sanderson. But then the missed trip on Batherson. And I thought there were some missed calls late in the game. But when you get a, an early major and a 5-on-3 for a minute <laughs> and a half, you shouldn't be complaining too much about that. Um, but still interesting. And then kind of a soft goal. Barrett Hayton, though, red hot. Game, goals in three straight games broken play off the entry pass from uh, Richie and Schmaltz your lookout player um, and just a bad goal from from Forsberg I don't think there's much else you can say about that no I mean that's a weak muffin of a backhand no tip no deflection no screen in front Forzi's lucky that uh, he had those massive blocker saves that eventually led to a goal uh, in this one because I think that bailed him out from that ugly goal. Because if if Arizona ends up tying this, even taking it to overtime, I think that's a big disappointment for this team. So thankfully, he doesn't have to eat that one too much. Sends win in regulation, their first win in three games, and they send the Arizona Coyotes to their seventh straight loss. The poll is tight. Who should get the goggles tonight? After a 5-3 win for the Ottawa Senators, we're going to get to the results of that poll and Ascend Central standout. We love the chat. Stay active. If you miss any of the postcasts live, you can always go and follow it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a night off and you want to take advantage of it, may we recommend heading down to the Glebe Central Pub. The postcast is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. We love our friends there in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. I mentioned it on our ad read today that... The best part of a bar is a community, the feel. And that's what they have at the Glebe Central Pub with trivia nights, with open mic nights, with live music. They want it to be an interactive environment. And you know the Sens game is on at the Glebe Central Pub. So visit them at 779 Bank Street. Make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. We wouldn't send you there if it was just a hole-in-the-wall bad spot. You know, We're not going to pump tires of places we don't believe in. We believe in the Glebe Central Pub, and we will see you there soon for a pint with their great drink specials and everything else they offer. That's the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. Let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, Pilsy. Before we get to our answer of the poll question, who gets the goggles from Travis Hamnick? He keeping it in the decor with Jake Sanderson or handing it hometown to Mark Kaslick? Who's your first standout in tonight's game? My first standout is going to be Jake Sanderson. I thought he played a really good game in a game where I didn't think Shabbat was that great. Uh, Sanderson, just really steady. He gets two assists on this one. And like we already talked about, that block in the third period, epic move there to kind of get the two-pad stack and dive in front of that one. Like That's a young defenseman that... He's a fifth overall pick. He knows that's not uh, his bread and butter blocking shots, but he does it anyways. That's not the first time that we've seen Sandy with a big clutch block late in the game or on the PK or any sort of scenario. So the more I see this kid, the the more thankful I am that the Ottawa Senators uh, really did a great job scouting and drafting him because this kid is an absolute stud. Played a minute and a half shorthanded, minute 22 on the power play, over 20 minutes total in the game. Had a shot on goal to go along with that block and two assists. Great, great effort from Jake Sanderson. I have to go with Mark Kaslick, and it's not just the game-winning goal that looks beautiful on the score sheet. It's not just the five hits or the 64% in the face-off circle. 
nor is it the fact that he did it in only 12 minutes. The advanced stats look just as good. This guy was a possession king tonight, holding on to pucks. I thought he did a good job of creating a different look for Ottawa. They have kind of more speed on their top six, and they have that identity now um, when they're playing well, at least, where guys can get in. And it's almost like what Troy Mann told us today, where it's not necessarily dump and chase. It's putting pucks to open areas and pursuing it to keep ozone possession. I thought Mark Kaslick did a good job of that tonight. And for that reason, he is my Sen Central standout. And Ross, 64% in the faceoff dot. Let's go. Yes, sir. And uh, what I like about that too is it was key draws that he was being put in for today. And I want to see what zone it is because I feel like it was a few. Yeah, six of Mark Kastlick's, uh 14 face-offs, so more than in each other zone, was in the D zone. I like that. He's taking those draws and, and making sure that they're getting off the boards and out. Um, not a whole lot of experience up the middle for the Arizona Coyotes, though. So it's a game that can take advantage, but obviously Casty uh, has put up good numbers in the dot all year long. Um, any other numbers that jumped out from you in tonight's game, Pills? I mean, if I was to give an honorable mention, I, I think I would give it to Brady Kachuk. Like, again, he gets the game-opening goal. He gets pucks towards net. He's creating offense, and I like that uh, Patrick Nemeth tried to bait him into a fight early on in the game, and Brady is just like, no, like, you are not worth my time, buddy, where this is not happening. And and he's just the captain. Like, he I just does a good job night in and night out. So I thought it was another great game by Brady Kachuk. I'll give an honorable mention to head coach DJ Smith, who earned his 100th victory on the Sens bench. It took him a while to get there. There's no two ways about that. This is a team that he took over at its bottom, and some are saying they're kind of rolling around in the mud instead of getting up and running to the next part of the uh, triathlon uh, that is getting up the standings. But um, I thought that he coached a good game tonight again, and uh, and hopefully he can continue that because I didn't really like some of his decisions the last couple of games. But uh, changing that top six, it did provide a bit of a spark, and I like a nice round number, 100 wins for DJ Smith. So we appreciate that as well let's see what the poll has to say who should get the goggles pilsy i edge you out ever so slightly 48 percent of the voters have said mark castlick 44 percent jake sanderson and then crumbs for to bring it and Zoom. I, I think casty gets it i think the the boys go with the hometown kid his parents are in town i, I think it's going to him it's not the whole it's not the the, the team, though, it's the guy. And Travis Hamannick said it's staying in Mung D. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that definitely could be the thing. But I feel like they, the team goes for more of, uh, not stats-wise, but good feel-good stories. And the Cassidy one is, is is a prime example here. Well, why did Travis Hamannick get it? He had a massive block at the end of that game, didn't he? Oh, interesting. What happened at the end of tonight's game? Zub empty netter. Well, what else? <laughs> I know what you're alluding, alluding to. Yes, yes. Massive block. Yes. Massive. So we'll see. Kind of funny, though, because I picked Casty as my standout, and I'm trying to convince you that it's not <laughs> to get it. We'll find out tomorrow. We'll also get to an amazing interview with Igor Sokolov. This guy just – he's a complete comedy show. Uh, yeah. Bring that earplugs in the car because he did say shit once. Whoa. And proceeded <laughs> to punish himself, for lack of a better term, 
with one of these. It was, it was all time. So make sure you're watching that one on YouTube. Oh, really hilarious stuff. Right yeah, there. you you got to see Igor uh, on YouTube. Like, he, this guy is so funny. Like, R Ross and I, we mention every time, whenever we have Igor on, there's no prep. There's no questions. Just hit record and see what happens. Like, this guy is just hilarious. And uh, if you're a Sens fan, it is impossible not to be rooting for him. It is awesome. It really is. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. And also, I know we dropped it late today, but uh, super fun interview with Troy Mann. We got to have that soon. We got to have him again soon, sir. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely got to get uh, Troy Mann on the show here again because uh, that was epic. Yes. Uh, Steve wants Jake Sanderson to get the goggles sent from his Gmail account. That's all <laughs> about that one to address. But uh, anyone else, if, if anyone wants to get any topics in, in the postcast chat, we can get to those right now. But I think that this was just a, a less than clean victory, but it was enough in Arizona. I don't think this effort gets it done in Colorado on Saturday. Although Colorado has been slumping lately, a uh, bit of a Stanley Cup hangover when your roster changes as much as theirs did, and when Nathan McKinnon basically doubles his salary. So that changed things on that team uh, roster-wise. But yes, Stanley Cup champions versus one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, we might get a bit of a different game here, Ross. Yeah, we, we might. But between now and then, we've got great content coming for you. Igor tomorrow and uh, next week's going to be great as well. Um, that's all I got for tonight's game, though. Clean win. The guys play decent. It's a, it's a good mood boost, I think, on the way to Colorado because the guys got out there on Monday. You're like, okay, couple days in Scottsdale. Swing the sticks on Tuesday if you want. Have a hard practice Wednesday. And they came to play today, so credit to them. And especially, Ross, like that is a young team. You're hanging around ASU for a couple days. That that could be a bit of the Vegas flu going on if you're not careful. So I'm glad they were able to put this one away because, Ross, imagine they lose this game. The Seattle game happens. You get shut out by Nashville, and then the Yotes beat you. Like, Well, Seattle's a wagon. Seattle just beat Boston in oh, Boston. I, I'm not saying Seattle's not a wagon, but you shouldn't allow eight goals up against you no matter who you're playing so that that's the real uh kind of wound in that game yeah and eight yeah. different goal scores all even strength like not great how long has it been since ottawa's had eight even strength goals you have to go back a handful of games many handfuls you're going back feet full of games in that <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's awesome all right we're 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 not even talking standings we're not even looking at those tonight um no, but it was a fun win. game hey you get the win it's a fun game i still think there's a long way to go here and we'll see how the rest of this road trip uh handles them because i, I think that there's there's a few guys that i hope pick it up on on uh, saturday night i think thomas shabbat needs to be a bit better yeah. that uh, getting beat out of the out of the corner wasn't ideal but I, d I do want to see more of this top six the way it is. So I think that going through that is going to be going through that for another game of familiarity could be the play after a five, three win tonight. Senators are in Colorado on Saturday and in St. Louis on Monday. Pilsy, any final thoughts before we go? Yeah. One last final thought. 
Let's get some ghost sends go in the chat, guys. It's, uh, yeah, a little bit of an underwhelming win. Uh, I You called it a clean win, Ross. I'll call it a dirty win. They, oh, they, I said they, less than clean. Oh, less than clean. Okay, then I'll I'll take a step further even more and say a dirty win because they had some greasy goals. They're they're banging away for those garbage goals. But if if this was like if this is a top team in the NHL and you barely scrape by Arizona, I think maybe we we have a little bit different of a tone. But I will take this win as an Ottawa Senators fan. And not only the win, Ross, the over money line. Money line regulation and puck line. So it was a nice night for me. Oh, so I, I can't get too upset here. Because you told me, you said, oh, I'm all over the Sens tonight. And it was right around the time where they had the second goal. So I, I was, was like, oh, yeah, I'll live bet them. And it was minus 1,100. I had a lot of bets before the game started. And then I wanted to live bet like crazy. Refresh, refresh, trying to get it in, try and get it in. And then, yeah, brass scored and it goes to minus uh, 1,100 there. The Drevs writes in, how about top five special teams on both sides? That's an impressive stat. Somebody was chirping us actually on Instagram today saying, oh, Sens, poverty franchise. Are they the first team ever that will finish top five in power play and penalty kill and bottom 10 in the league? I don't know. Are, will they be? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you had an answer there. Oh. I mean, that that's the thing. Like, yes, it is impressive, and you got to give them stick taps, but you have to at least be mediocre five on five if that's the case. They are not mediocre. They're not bad. They're terrible. I think they're like 29th in the league in five on five goals. So we got to bump that up just a little bit to make things evened out here. Like Ian Mendes did a great job in his article today at the athletic, uh, chopping that up about those numbers. It is wild. The Ottawa senators are going to play against a Colorado avalanche team on Saturday. that just lost tonight to the Chicago Blackhawks. Pilsy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. An opportunity awaits in Colorado. On Saturday night. We'll be back for a postcast on that. We'll also have a great episode for you tomorrow. I don't know if I mentioned yet, but Igor Sokolov joins the show. We wouldn't be overselling this one unless it was that great. But also go check out all the other content available on demand wherever you get your podcast. Great night to be Mark Kastlik and a great night to be a fan of the Ottawa Senators. It's a 5-3 win in Arizona at Mullet Arena. We'll save our takes for Mullet Arena for tomorrow. But a win is a win is a win no matter what the environment is. And a win is for Jake Sanderson. Late, come from behind, win on the pole. Pilsy, 46% to 45%. It's going right. What a smart Sense Central uh, standout by me. Wow. (laughs) We'll get more in-depth on this game and the interview tomorrow on Locked On Senators. For tonight, we say goodbye. Make sure that the Go Sens go stay rolling in. The chat, we appreciate everyone for making us your first listen each and every day and joining us with the postcast at night after each and every Ottawa Senators game. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Check them out in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street and make sure you tell them that Locked On Senators sent you.